All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Part of the Story, Red Deer Public Library's official podcast. I am Sage Black, one of your hosts, joined with my other lovely host, Claire Brown. And we are, once again, recording through Zoom. So there might be some of those weird, like, Zoom audio foibles. So we it is what it is. <laughs> in the meantime, one day soon, we'll be in our beautiful little studio with our yes, regular with our, recording with our microphones <laughs> our nice boom mics that we ordered and only got to use once and and like it's coming because I mean vaccinations are coming things yes. are happening like yep. it's it's not long now thankfully so yeah yeah <laughs> one day crossed. we'll be yeah one day we'll mm. be recording in person again and it'll be, like, it'll, it'll be weird it will be weird <laughs> like it will be, be fun, very weird weird because we've I'm, been doing uh, this like a year yeah, I'm working at our downtown branch today and we're just, you know, kind of getting things ready for our reopening or potential reopening next Monday for yeah. people to come in. And it is weird. Like, I'm very excited, but we haven't had people in that branch for a year. Yeah, like, I think it's a year today or something like that. So I think um, it is. Yeah, because we closed on a 15. Sunday, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm very excited, though. I'm excited to have people back. And if you guys didn't know, our Timberlands and Daw Branch are now open. So you can go in, yes. you can browse. Exciting stuff. Go say hi. Exactly. Yeah. Come say hi to us. We're at all the branches mm-hmm. um, and, you know, different hours. So check rdpl.org uh, for the latest on reopening and the hours and, and all that good stuff. But in the meantime, Sage and I mm-hmm. thought, let's do uh, what's brought us joy so far in 2021. Yes, because 2021 has been sort of a continuation of 2020. Yeah, in many ways, 2020.2. Yeah, the sequel. Um, There's again lots of things to be hopeful for. So we want to talk a little bit about what's brought us hope, joy, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff in this first I don't know two and a half months or so of this beautiful. Yeah, I was going to say I was like, oh, five things in the first five months. I was like, no, it's only been March. (laughs) Halfway there. Yeah. Very close. Yeah. So, do you want to start us off with your first thing, Sage? Sure. Um, As probably no surprise to anyone, I am extremely, extremely happy and thankful and grateful that the gyms opened up again. Not a huge surprise there. (laughs) Um, But it, it was kind of like a big when they first announced like, oh yeah, gyms are opening. Um, but then there was the, the whole thing of like, oh, low intensity, high intensity. What can you do? What is low intensity? What is considered <laughs> high intensity? So it was very confusing. So the first like two days where they were allowed to be open, I didn't book anything. I'm like, you know what? I'll wait, I'll hold out. Cause what's the point of waking up at five in the morning, <laughs> setting an alarm for five in the morning if I wake up and it's canceled. So yeah. <laughs> I waited a good two, three days. And the first morning walking into the gym, you know, everyone's wearing masks. It's all distance. They have like low capacity. I could have cried. I probably had like a little happy tear of joy. I was probably, I felt like I was floating. Like I just like walking through the, oh, it was great. It was very good. Um, Well, that's your happy place, right? Like that's what makes you feel good and gives you the motivation. Especially having that feeling. Um, Yeah. I, I kind of assumed it was my happy place before, like I told myself, but then, <laughs> but then when you get there and it's just, it truly is like a feeling of joy for me and yeah. I'm sure other people who, who might feel the same way. It's just, yeah, it's like my own little version of meditation yeah. and it's lovely. And I've been, yeah, going and everyone's safe and distanced and respectful and I feel safe, which is, you know, the most important thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I am, I'm quite joyful 
about that. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, plus it's really great to see businesses reopening and sort of taking their customers and patrons health concerns and, you know, just anxiety about things reopening, being out in the world. So for you to go feel that elation walking through the door, Mm -hmm. but then have it be continued. So you you feel comfortable there and you feel comfortable going back. Like that is, that's a win. Huge. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. So I'm very happy. (laughs) Oh, yay. Um, I'm going to sort of like piggyback off your thing because like, that's like your happy place Mm -hmm. and you feel like this meditation, it probably calms some anxiety and it's probably how you deal with some different things. Absolutely. And for me, that was always reading and it has been for a really, really long time. So I had a bit of a health struggle um, Mm -hmm. in February that didn't allow me to read (laughs) like, and not being able to read, not being able to have sort of that quiet time to yourself and to do that thing that you do to cope. Like you need that quiet time and you need that like sort of cool down time before bed or that comfort of, you know, re-engaging with favorite characters or whatever. And when it's sort of taken away from you, luckily in my experience, uh, temporarily, Mm -hmm. it really makes you appreciate like being able to do that. And like audiobooks are available and, and all that kind of great stuff. But for me personally, it's picking up a book. And a lot of times that's a paper book. Like I love an ebook, but a lot of times that's a paper book. And just like, you know, it's, I think it's also to do with like the tangible, exactly feeling that you feel it, you turn it. Yeah. And just having that experience and being able to, you know, reread something or read something new and just sort of immersing yourself in the story and disengaging from whatever is in your life. That's stressful. So for me, I sort of had this like reaffirmation of like how much reading is like a part of my life and Mm -hmm. brings me joy. And when it's, not there in the same way like how much I miss it and how difficult it is to like fill like in February like there wasn't a lot of things to like fill my time like I had other uh concerns so Mm -hmm. it's not like I could you know go out and do this or you know even taking a walk was like a bit weird and and all that kind of stuff so like not to have that escapist like no thing it was really really I can't imagine so yeah reading brings me joy, continues to bring mm-hmm. me joy. I'm happy to be back to it. it was <laughs> I was going like, to say, I can't, I can't imagine how much you read just like the day where you were like, I can do this again. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's what I'm doing all day. And it was like, and it's kind of like you get out of practice, which I didn't realize because I've been reading <laughs> like, and I read very quickly. Read. Yeah. yeah. But like the little tricks or the little, um, just how you engage with the page, like is, mm-hmm. it was weird. It's like riding a bicycle. Like you do remember, but it did feel weird. Like, I've never gone four or five weeks without reading a book. Like, it's crazy to think it was that long too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. to get back into it, 100% joy. And so like your happy place actually does something good for you physically and so, mentally. Well, mine does something good for me mentally. <laughs> mentally. Well, you know, you can, I've definitely seen people, I haven't because I walk a little too fast. I don't run. <laughs> I don't enjoy running on a treadmill, but I do walk. Yeah. Um, but I've seen people with a book on the treadmill, which seems a little risky. I don't know that I'm coordinated enough for that. Well, me like, neither. And them, like, like- <laughs> it, I feel like you would just kind of jiggle around and, you know, if it's a library book, you might sweat on the pages. I don't really appreciate <laughs> well, that plus, very much. I'm not one of those people who can read in a moving vehicle. 
you know, like people read on the bus or read. But in the what car if you are the moving vehicle? See, I don't know. <laughs> like, but <laughs> you're, you're kind of stationary, but you're moving. Yeah, so I don't know. What about if, like you could sit being... on like a little, like they have like the little stationary bikes, but not the ones where oh. you're like hunched over, but the ones where yeah. you're just kind of chilling. I mean, that might work. That might work. Yeah, there you go. I'm not I'm pressuring you to exercise. Yes. <laughs> well, it's good for everybody, right? Like it's true. So if you find but then the you can combine works, the two exactly and have the magic go. moment Beautiful. of knowing you're doing something good physically and for me something good mentally. There you go. <laughs> Easy, breezy. So what's your next thing that's brought you joy so far this year? Oh, my next thing. It's more of a recent thing because you know we had that cold snap. Yeah, like minus fifty. Um, I was gonna say the weather. The nice weather brings me joy. Just being able to be outside and in the sun and like, it's just, it's so beautiful. I know it was a bit windy this morning when I woke up. It's always windy now, it seems. (laughs) But I'm looking out the window and it's nice. It looks sunny. I, there was a lady who came to pick up her holds. She was wearing shorts. Like, so it must be nice. (laughs) Well, isn't it hilarious though? Like Alberta is very minus, you know, plus five in October. It's fall. Like put your jacket on, get your scarf (laughs) up. Plus, Plus five, five in March, it's like, however. get your flip-flops. Like, yeah. <laughs> I saw this this morning. I went to the gym. There was a man wearing flip-flops, which I thought was quite interesting. I used to be like an April through October flip-flop mm. wearer, 100%. Like, was like, flip-flops are like sandals because there is a difference. I used to wear flip-flops back in the day. Mm, okay. They were my favorite. I'm not, I'm not a flip-flop person anymore. I don't like how they feel on my toes, yeah. uh, but I used <laughs> to be a very flip-flop person, but you're right. Like as soon as it starts getting sunnier and the snow starts melting, yep. this like sense of like hope and like refresh. Oh yeah. Especially and, this year. It's like everyone's yes. getting their vaccine. The sun is yeah. out. The snow is melting. <laughs> this year will go on yeah. and it will be a good year. You're like the universe is coming together. Yeah. So yeah, it's just been so nice. Like just being able to go for like a walk in the morning and, you know, still bundling up and you yeah. know, wearing your jacket or a toque or whatever, but on the way home, like, you get hot, <laughs> yeah. you know, exactly. And the dog, you walk the dog, he gets dirty. It's great. The, 100%. It's my favorite thing. So yeah. Well, and now, like, I know some people don't love time change. Um, and like oh, in some ways yeah. I'm in that camp, you know, depending, but yesterday, it being like nearly eight o'clock and the sun hadn't set yet I was just like it was oh quite yeah nice. that part I do enjoy <laughs> when when it's in the morning and it's still like dark at 7 a.m yeah that is a little iffy but that will change <laughs> yeah but it being um nicer later yeah that's the best thing about summer is like nine o'clock and you're like oh the sun hasn't set yet perfect yeah. like, and those go... few weeks that we have where it's like still like 10 10 30 oh. and it's not like dark See, that that's that's the only yeah. thing nothing else if only that will get me through this year just thinking about that like one <laughs> yeah. week the little window like... <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need and I'm but good. it's hopeful right like it's like the light just makes people mm-hmm feel hope like it does 100%. especially like I know a lot of people suffer like struggle with like seasonal depression and stuff absolutely especially yeah. in those cold months where it's just yeah. like dreary and cloudy and you know you can only take so much vitamin d yeah you know in pill form <laughs> um so yeah it's very nice well and a lot I'm sure a lot of those people who do uh suffer from seasonal depression it was especially bad this year because mm-hmm. we were so isolated and you can't know, go out can't exactly. see anyone we're lucky to be living with family. So mm-hmm. then, you know, we don't have to worry about the isolation, but I'm sure a lot of people do experience or, and especially 
this last year. So I'm sure yep. that the sun is giving them some great hope. Ooh, mm-hmm. I love that one. That's just like a good Thank one. It's well, like- the sun is joyful in my <laughs> yeah. mind. It's the most joyful thing. You know, as nice a kid, to- you draw it in the corner of a picture with a smiley face. Yeah. Your joy. The sun is always happy. That's true. Like yeah. you never the sun see is never it. sad. Nope. And you never see never like sad. an angry sun and nope. you never like it's always you're right. You see a hot sun pictures. and a happy sun. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. And I like there that we're go. recording today and the sky is blue and the sun is out. I know. Beautiful. Just, I was kind of worried, but it yeah. was, you know, it was it just seemed me... a bit gloomy this morning, but this morning rallied. when I woke up, it did say <laughs> like 90% chance of snow this morning. 90% like, <laughs> at like 7 a.m. and then nothing came. The wind came, so I got worried, but then nothing came. <laughs> so the sun prevailed. So I'm going to do a work thing as my next thing mm, because okay. it's going to sort of tie into the podcast, we hope, later on. Um, which is, so the library is publishing a young adult magazine for the first time uh, called Another Story. And so I've been putting it together over these last few weeks. And um, the amount of talent in our community, in young people. So when we say young adult, uh, we say 13 to 30. Mm -hmm. So the amount of like talent of like photographers and writers and poets and artists is just, it's so inspiring and it, it like it brought me so much joy. I can't believe how many great submissions we have. And I mean, we only have so many pages. So right. some, you know, didn't get in at this time, but I hope that they will reapply because really it was, you know, the margin was so small for you not getting in because everyone was just so full of talent and for them to share it. And, and to put, you know, yeah. themselves out there. Right? It's just like, it. it's so it is, it's joyful. It's hopeful. It's all those great things. And like some of our, you know, young authors and young artists, we're talking like 13, 14 years old and for them to, you know, write with this confidence and to share their work is just amazing. And it's, it's so exciting. I'm so excited to see it. We're so close to our printed issue now. um, And we will be inviting well hopefully we will be extending the invitation anyways to our young (laughs) makers and uh hopefully they will be guests in on the podcast in april sweet celebration but just yeah their their work is amazing and i can't wait for people to see it and read it and see their you know their work and their photographs and their art like it's just it's unreal it is it's so exciting and it's it's crazy to, to think of like your idea and like where yeah. so I'd be like hey this might be kind of cool like something to do and then yeah. to hear where it's almost ready and like ee. yeah oh it's goodness. so exciting after like well it's basically been nearly six months since like yeah. idea you know asking for submissions going through submissions putting it together and it's like now we're gonna have like a paper copy in our hands like this exactly. month and we're gonna have like the other copies in April and it's just gonna be so exciting wow <laughs> that's nuts <laughs> I'm really really excited about it so oh uh, that's very exciting it's yeah it's so fun what about you what's your next thing <clears throat> my next one well to kind of go off of the weather because um I've been doing a lot of something because of the weather is so nice but it mm. also has to do with my cat I have mm. talked about my kitty plenty of times, <laughs> um, but now that the weather's nice, I, when I first got him, I kind of started to get him used to, to like wearing a harness to take him outside because okay. he's an indoor cat, um, you know, for personal reasons. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
but he loves, he loves to be outside. And so like the best way to do that is to take him out, you know, on a little harness and I attach him to his leash and a little tether and I sit out there with him and he's not so much, I wouldn't really be able to take him on a walk um, <laughs> because he's, he's much more of a, a sit and a watcher, like a lounger. Birds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'll kind of jump around, look, chase a leaf here and there. Um, but just seeing how he interacts with like the outdoors and like how cute he is. Like I've posted so many pictures of him in his little harness because he he does know how to pose. He poses very well for a camera. Um, but yeah, just seeing like and how interested he is in things and just his experience, like, you know, being cat and, you know, a cat who's mainly indoors, but, yep. you know, gets to have those little moments of outside time. And, you know, if I'm at work and it's a nice day, my mom, bless her, she's the best. She'll take <laughs> him out on his little harness and um, put him, you know, just be putting around in the yard and keeping an eye on him and he'll just sit and watch her and follow and play in the sun and my dog will be out there and they'll just you know kind of play and it's just so nice and kind of to do with the weather too it's just so nice that that's just something we can do now you know when it's minus 30 you can't you can't just go sit outside who would want to do that but yeah it's just it's my favorite little thing he's such a cute little boy I love him you got your kitty at the beginning of quarantine kind of didn't you yeah, well, not so much at the very beginning. It was end of August. Oh, okay, end only since August. summer. Mm-hmm. See, all the time is so like crazy. So you didn't have the spring with him last year, and like no, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I I took him out a little bit in the fall, so he has experienced like green grass and not like the mush that's out there right <laughs> yeah. now. But yeah, he was just still so little, and, yeah. and then he grew out of his harness. Then I had troubles finding like another one that I specifically wanted, like a type because you know, their whiskers are sensitive and I hated pulling like one over, you know, top yeah. of his head all the time. That wasn't quite the right size. And I found a good one and the leash is like one of those little bungee leashes. Oh, so when yeah. he yanks, he doesn't like <laughs> hurt himself soul out of his body. <laughs> he just kind of bunges back because I've seen him do that. Um, but yeah, he's just the cutest little thing. Watches birds. I could talk about him all day, all day. Awesome. Yeah. And anyone, if you want to see pictures of him in his harness, hit me up I will let you know because <laughs> I am like a proud little mom he is so handsome he'll just be our new mascot there'll be no more like podcast graphic it'll just be no it'll just be him. His it'll little just be his little... yeah <laughs> very handsome oh that's yeah. so cute that's mine but yeah but like <laughs> it's so fun to have like those new little experiences with like your pet too like like everything can be new for them and I like yes. my cat has never been outside um because I'm worried that she's, I know. she's pretty ferocious. I'm worried <laughs> that she is smart and she'll get out of her harness. I'm worried she'll kill birds. I'm just like, no. so she's too old to start that now. So she's, mm-hmm. she's going to be uh, 12 and I can leave the doors open and she won't yeah. come out. So that is that's perfect. very lucky. Yeah, yeah that's, that's perfect for me. Um, but I just, I wonder what pets think, like particularly like indoor cats. When you right. put them on the leash and you take them outside, like I just wonder, like what do they see like, the yard and it's this like world? this yeah. is it? Like <laughs> yeah. is this it? Is there more? Like where can I go? Like I just wonder. I always wonder like the level of reasoning that like animals have, right? And I just I I I assign them such like narratives, and I'm sure they're just like they don't care at all. They're like, oh, I'm with my human. Things are fine. Exactly. Yep. But I'm just like, how strange must it be to go from like a room to go to somewhere with no ceiling and just have that be a oh, new thing? No ceiling. Yeah, yeah, you're right. 
So I just, oh, they I probably know. lose their little minds every time. <laughs> well, and then you see those videos or like on TikTok, I see it all the time. Like people like taking them on like huge adventures, like to the yes. mountains. Like and I was hikes. Like, oh my God, I would love to do that. Except he, he wouldn't walk. Like he would just, <laughs> it would take six hours to get anywhere. He just sits and watches. So maybe a little, he needs backpack. A little backpack. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen um, a girl I went to high school with. She, I we're friends on Facebook, but she has like a little stroller like a cat stroller yeah. where it's just like kind of a mesh box and just like stroller them around. I'm like, maybe that it's good too. You're going like extra cat lady. Like maybe the backpack, like deep the backpack is kind of like <laughs> a little inconspicuous. The stroller really yeah. makes a statement. Well, in a backpack, you could go hiking. I mean, yeah. he's attached to you. Like you're a fine. weighted you're vest. Good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> what else do you need? Uh, yeah, precisely. What else do you need? <laughs> what else do you need? Um, so my next thing is going to sound kind of weird. So I'm going to have to explain it. Weirder so than thing, me wanting to put my cat in a backpack? Yeah, because I'm on, I'm on board with that 100%. Okay. Like, I would do okay, that okay. if my cat wasn't so mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my thing is, a thing that's brought me joy is mm-hmm. Hell's Kitchen. Okay? I'm telling you. Yeah. Did I not talk about that during quarantine that I watched like every season, every episode? Yeah, they're on Prime. And I discovered it when I couldn't read. And um, best. yeah, and now I'm like, I'm, I'm so deep in, like, mm-hmm. I'm so deep in and on the one on prime, is it the U S or the UK version? It's the U S and okay. they have, I think 18 seasons on prime. And yeah, I started watching at the beginning of February and I am on season 15 now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to give you an idea. Of, like, it is so oh, good. Yeah. And like 24 seven, it's just like playing in the background of like yeah. whatever, right? Like yeah. you don't have to be like watching it, but you, you'd be like, no, oh, but which then you hear, one? You hear or, like, the swearing or exactly, you know, exactly. And it's kind of weird to like rewatch old reality shows from like the, the early, you know, O's. Because yeah. a lot of that stuff would not pass censors today. Oh, absolutely like, not. Derogatory not. towards women. Um, just like a lot of like sort of sexist comments. A lot yeah. of like weird swearing that like I know would be based yes. on the show. But even like how they, I don't know. It's hard to explain if you don't watch it. But I, yeah. the byproduct of watching Hell's Kitchen is that, okay, so I have never been a cook interested in cooking nothing like I make things when I'm feeling spiteful because people are like oh you can't make something and then I make <laughs> it to be spiteful uh, but like generally speaking I'm not like oh I'm so interested I want to make a new thing yeah but like watching Hell's Kitchen and watching them like talk about food or like and I realize it's a competition show but they they make dishes too right mm-hmm. like so they're they're making, you know, his restaurant dishes, but they're also, you know, given a handful of ingredients and it's like, you know, make what you can with this and yep. figure something out and like, whatever, whatever. So I'm not at that level yet, but it has inspired <laughs> me to sort of take some culinary chances and, you, you know, try making things that I wouldn't normally make. And also like, just like having the, I don't know, the wherewithal to be like, oh yeah, like I could make this thing or like I could try to make this thing. So like I've bought myself a garlic press. I'm using a (gasps) Dutch oven. Like things are fancy up in here. Look at you. Oh, 100%. So like it has brought me an insane amount of joy. (laughs) (laughs) Like I love watching Gordon Ramsay and he's so he's so two different people on that show hey like he he's like the boss extremely lovely yelling. or just like I know horrendous and then he's like he'll be out for lunch with them or he'll be mm-hmm. congratulating them on a good service and you're yep. just like um 
oh you're you're not just this like yelly angry I I always love when like the girls like when they kind of do like the little confessional clips where they you know they're interviewed they're all they always just have such like the biggest crushes on Mm -hmm. on Gordon they're like oh Gordon take us up for dinner I'm like girl he does this every season yeah (laughs) don't worry about it 100 and he is lovely he's very charismatic he is is. he's like I see why the show is so like long lasting Mm -hmm. the only thing that I would say is as the seasons get older is that they try to be more um I don't know what's what the proper word is they try to be more like I I want to say salacious but it's not salacious but like instead of it just focusing on the food and the food challenge it'll be like well if you know if you don't guess that flavor right someone's going in a dunk tank like I don't need that part of it like the (laughs) spectacle part of it I don't need it but like the rest of it I'm so into I'm so into it it. is always interesting when they do like the taste tests where they where they have them blindfolded and like these amazing chefs like they give them a piece of chicken they're like blindfolded they're like uh pork yeah (laughs) buddy even I think I would know that but who knows or like broccoli no one gets broccoli on the season that I watched last time and I feel like like the texture of broccoli would give it away is it like the top like the little floor yeah no so it's kind of bizarre they don't they should have left the show (laughs) (laughs) they do not deserve the title but I love it I love watching people make their like signature dish Mm -hmm. and the first few times I was like okay but then I start thinking like could I make a signature dish? Like, what, what would, would your signature s- dish be? What would it, it be? That's what I'm thinking. Like, I feel like I would make like schnitzel, like my Oma style Ooh, schnitzel. Okay. I mean, you could do a chicken or you could do a pork. Both would be delicious. Yeah. Um, but Blindfold I would, them. They won't know which one's which. Yeah, right? <laughs> 100%. But like, I do think about that. Or like at the end when they're like, you know, what would be on your, you know, menu as your final restaurant so then I don't know I just start thinking about it which makes me think about food in a different way because I've been Mm -hmm. so like I hate cooking I don't want to be in the kitchen but now it's like well it could be fun it's kind of weird fun it can be fun yeah well there you go yeah it was a weird shift for me and I didn't I didn't (laughs) see that journey for me when I started all it took was 15 15 seasons of hell's kitchen and there you go professional chef yeah basically oh I'm going on next season absolutely (laughs) there you go make your make your schnitzel and go yeah. <laughs> 100% what's uh, your next thing great um my next one also a show Ooh. I talked about it um when I did book buzz with Alyssa last Tuesday if you guys don't know book buzz uh two times a month Instagram live you got to watch Claire there well Claire and you and I will be doing it next yes. week yes, on we will. the 23rd so March Absolutely 23rd tune into Public calendars. Library Instagram live 7 p.m yes <gasps> do this live <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much the exact thing live yeah. live and on air um I had talked about when we did book buzz about what I was currently watching um my boyfriend and I we are watching attack on titan oh, I've heard is, a lot of things about that recently oh my goodness well it's it's trending like every week on twitter because yeah. the last season is currently airing oh, okay um and I think they're only doing like 16 episodes, um, but we had not watched any of it. We, you know, it was on our list and we're like, you know what, now's the time because the last season's coming out, we mm-hmm. might as well. And I said this on Book Buzz with Alyssa, but we were like, there's four seasons. So the fourth season is coming out. And by like the third, second or third season, I turned to my boyfriend and I'm just like, okay, I feel <laughs> like every episode 
because there's, it's just action, action, action. Like all the time, there's just something new happening and it feels like they're making it up as they go. Like that was my impression, not because it was like poorly planned out. Like they would go back and kind of like, um, do little, like, um, what's it called flashbacks. And then you'd see how it all makes sense. Yeah. But in the meantime, before you get to that point, you're just like, (laughs) oh, well, they have no plan for this. They're making it up as they go, because there's no way each episode could get crazier and crazier. (laughs) It's just impossible. However, then you get to like season three at the end of season three and you realize, oh, it all makes sense. Everything makes sense. So essentially this show, oh, it's so good. You should, if, if you guys can watch it, I think there's the first three seasons or first two seasons are on Netflix, um, but only with subtitles. I don't think they have it dubbed, but we're watching it on Funimation, which is like a different like anime streaming um, service. Where they and have they it do dubbed. have it dubbed. Oh, okay. They do have it dubbed up until like the f- uh, halfway through the um um like fifteenth uh, episode. Well, there's sixteen episodes, um, and they're about halfway through dubbing the last season of the fourth. Oh, okay. the, sorry, the last few episodes, but they do them weekly. But they just announced um, there was an earthquake in Japan, so the last few episodes will be late and delayed because. Earthquake. Because earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, so yeah, but essentially, so the show it starts. So there's like the three main characters, or the main character, his name is Aaron, and he lives like this community, but they're all inside these like m- like hundred meter tall like walls, like brick big walls, um, because there are these man-eating titans, which they call them. So they're like these weird, like freaky looking humanoid things. Um, that only eat people they don't that, eat animals they don't they don't eat animals they don't eat trees or plants <laughs> they only eat people and you find out that they actually use photosynthesis to survive so they don't eat people because they have to they eat them because they want to nice. which is just in my mind like okay perfect <laughs> the ultimate um, power play <laughs> yeah so basically these like you know there's these huge walls um, and they're actually based it's based on a place in Germany Um, where like this like little town has these like big walls all built around with like um, like the houses and just the look and like the church kind of like right in the middle in between all these walls cool very interesting so that's where they based it on but yeah so uh, the last of mankind as everyone says lives in these walls because the titans wiped everyone else out they're just trying to eat everyone so they all live you know around in these walls and the main character he you know, just wants to know what's behind the walls. And, you know, he has a tragic thing happen in his life where someone may get eaten by a Titan because they break through the walls. And um, that just, you know, pops off his um, life goal of just destroying every Titan because that's his dream now is just to, you know, live outside the walls. And um, there's a lot of reference of like, um, like, like farm animals like they're just in cages you know they they get told what to do they can't go anywhere you can't leave the walls that kind of thing um and then you get to like the end of the third season and you realize that everything is a lie (laughs) essentially (laughs) I won't tell you what but everything's a lie um and yeah it's just I I have never watched a show recently that has um like basically it all makes sense And once they reveal to you, you know, the backstory, it's just such an interesting way of telling the story where like you start 
you know, without revealing all the information. And then then when you see the revelation, you're like, you're like, oh, okay, it all makes sense. But wow, what a way to tell that story. Yeah. Oh, I love stuff like that. It does all make sense. But when you're watching it, you're like, oh my God, no way. Like, how is this? (laughs) I will say though, it is the goriest or not, not gory, but like blood, a lot of blood, a lot of like, kind of like nasty deaths. Um, (laughs) Violent. Oh yeah. (laughs) Violence. So if you're not into that kind of thing, I wouldn't recommend it, but if you don't mind the storyline phenomenal and yeah, just every episode keeps you guessing. And I also like, because usually in shows you're like, oh, well you kind of like get to know the, this, like kind of like, you know, the main characters and the surrounding Mm kind of support characters and nothing ever really happens to them in like other shows. They're always like, fine or they're not the ones that die in yeah. this show it could be anyone <laughs> all bets anyone. are off <laughs> all bets are off the person you love the most dead <laughs> just like that eaten picked off yeah it's great oh it's such a good it's show great. I love it it's great <laughs> so yeah the fourth season is currently airing I know the manga is coming out and I think the manga ends in April and then the oh, show okay. will end a little bit after because they release them weekly but the dub is like I said, a few episodes behind. Yeah. So I have nothing against subtitles. I think I've mentioned that before, but it's yeah. just hard when you start to watch a show and you learn everyone's voices and then yeah. you have to switch halfway through or near the end. Yeah. And you're like, okay, who's talking? Because now you know, they don't sound like the character. Well, like- and that's the thing too, especially because they've technically been living in these walls for over a hundred years. So everyone is just like, you know, white like kind of Caucasian because you know they've been there for a hundred years so they're just you know intermingling and there's not a ton of like rate like diversity yeah (laughs) so everyone kind of looks the same so you're you're like okay like I know you because of your voice but then there's a few where you're like okay weren't you didn't you die or are you still alive you're another one okay (laughs) you're another one another one it's a clone (laughs) yeah yeah but great show highly recommend it yeah, I keep seeing it trending on Twitter and don't don't always... look at spoilers because it's yeah, you can't I, look at spoilers because context, honestly, I don't even know what it wouldn't mean. even make sense. You'd <laughs> yeah. be like, well, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy you're all very happy. Like, yeah. <laughs> you seem to be enjoying this. Yeah, Twitter. happy or unhappy, depends yeah. what happens in the episode. But yeah. But I love stuff like that that's like sort of like a cultural moment too. Mm-hmm. Like that so many people are talking about it across so many different places well and that's the thing too I think I saw or maybe Stephen my boyfriend mentioned he said that I think it was like currently the most popular show in the U.S. which is so interesting because it's a Japanese it's a Japanese show but it just has garnered so much attention and it's just such an anticipated ending because I honestly no clue how this will end you know some shows (laughs) you can kind of guess I'm yeah. not even going to try because I will probably be very wrong. So <laughs> That's so funny. And it sort of like goes into one of my things. So I don't know if you've been engaging in WandaVision. No, I haven't. I've heard Disney about Plus. it, but I have no clue. Okay. So I love Marvel just in mm-hmm. general. Um, I think I've probably talked about that before. Um, so in anticipation for the show, I started watching like the movies that have Wanda and later. So Vision. who is Wanda? So Wanda Maximoff. So is that yeah. a person? Yes. So Wanda is Wanda Maximoff. Well, who is and she? And she is, she's played by Elizabeth Olsen. And in the comics, she is the Scarlet Witch. But when they introduced okay. Wanda to the MCU in Age of Ultron, they did not have the licensing to call her the Scarlet Witch. 
because (laughs) it was owned by another property right right. so she was introduced she had basically the powers of scarlet witch her name was wanda maximoff which is (laughs) the scarlet witch's name but we can't call her the scarlet witch so she and her brother are introduced in the age of ultron and her brother again is quicksilver but again can't use that name because mcdu didn't own it so that's pietro maximoff now pietro gets dead in Age of Ultron. Um, so <laughs> and that's a Wanda's, movie, right? Age yes. of Ultron. Okay. Yeah. So it's the second Avengers movie. Yeah, I know nothing. Um, and it has, James, uh, it has James Spader as Ultron. And like my like little 90 girl heart like just yes. wanted to die. Like I have <laughs> loved James Spader these many years. So, um, so basically Wanda's story is a story of grief. Okay. So her parents are dead when she's a child. She has her brother. Her brother dies. She goes on to be an Avenger Um, in Avengers Infinity War. It's revealed that she's had a romantic relationship with the character Vision, which is also introduced in Age of Ultron. And he is Paul Bettany, who is he's so charismatic and excellent. I just I love him so much. Um, So they have a romantic relationship at the end um, I don't think you can spoil a movie that's like four years old. So I'm just going to say it. <laughs> nah, um, yeah. So at the end, Vision dies. Okay. Um, and then she is one of the characters who is, I don't know, like dusted, like spirited away or whatever after okay, okay, the okay. events of Avengers Infinity War. So she comes back in Endgame and basically you just see her in the battle scene and you don't really know much else in terms of like how she's going to be dealing with the loss of her brother the loss of now vision mm-hmm. um you know all of these things so there we see her in wandavision so wandavision okay. is an eight episode show on disney plus and she is so it's like a play on television so right. each episode takes place in a different era sort of mimicking a different fav- uh, famous show so like it starts oh. with basically the Dick Van Dyke show and okay. then it does like family ties um like sort of with a flavor of like full house like it just and it doesn't matter right. in the middle it just does all these things modern family um so she like moves through basically the stages of grief okay oh, but you don't okay. really understand what's happening like how okay. is this happening is it happening in her mind is it like what is what is happening so okay. they reveal a little bit a little bit a little bit at a time and I have to say that Elizabeth Olsen's performance is amazing she inhabits all of these different like sitcom type wives mm-hmm. and she also brings such like heart and like sort of a grounded character that you really engage like I mean because you're talking about characters who have like magical powers and are like you know all these things so I think it's hard to find the humanity in those characters sometimes if you're only looking for the next big fight right Mm -hmm. the next big like you know what can we do to make this look really cool and um she is so sort of grounded in her performance that by the time you get to the end oof, was I crying (laughs) (laughs) see I kept seeing things about it too and like I I've watched like you know some of the Marvel movies but I'm not like you I'm not you know I haven't watched them all I don't know everyone I had never (laughs) heard about Wanda nor Vision until (laughs) until the show came out and even then I still I was like okay well is that the name of it or those people I didn't know and I didn't really want to watch or like I I would be open to watching but I was like well I don't know who they are yeah I feel like if I just went into it I'd be like well 
great. I don't think it would hit you in the, yeah, I don't think it would hit you in the same way, particularly the emotional parts towards the end when you when you realize what's happening to the characters because you'd be like well I don't really know your backstory and like exactly and you're like oh well it's a great show but yeah I would it wouldn't have the same yeah so I would recommend I mean I could give you a list of four quick movies that you could watch before you go (laughs) four quick quick movies the Marvel the Avengers movies are like two and a half hours long it's basically like 13 hours of homework yeah anything more than like an hour and a half I do not want to watch <laughs> as you like watch a million episodes of like a different though <laughs> I know it, it it can totally be different um so <laughs> I would just say that if you are a fan or if you're interested in in a superhero story being told mm-hmm. in a very different way that is very cool though I, yeah. I did see that now that you mention it because like not a spo- well a spoiler but not to me because I wasn't watching anyway yeah. but in the episode where you mentioned like modern family like something to do with like the cushions on the couch because the yeah. cushions on the couch in modern family are always the same cushions the colors with the stripes like apparently how- there was like something oh, yeah. like a little detail and that's how it ties the in set like, designer, oh, that's pretty cool. yeah the set designer for WandaVision to like look at all of these different like <gasps> sitcom right? shows for the Wouldn't last be so fun what an years. interesting job yeah but like what attention to detail, what excellent yeah. styling and makeup and just it's it was very, very well done. And like I'm not familiar with like the Dick Van Dyke show personally, no. but like once it gets like, you know, Malcolm in the Middle or uh, like Modern oh, Family, you're like, I show. get that reference, right? You're like, <laughs> oh, I told I'm like I'm it. old enough. I yeah, get it. <laughs> it totally makes sense. Um, yeah, no kidding. So I did. I did really like it. So if cool. if people are interested, I would say watch but you don't want to watch anything else. Watch <laughs> Age of Ultron, watch okay. Captain America Civil War, watch Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, and then watch. I think I've seen Endgame. Yeah. Or I might so. have seen both of them. <laughs> Infinity and, and Endgame. They were very cultural Maybe I was moments. bored. I wouldn't they? be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I watched them, you know. Words. My... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm bored I'm gonna watch them yeah I'm like I'm so invested I don't even know what I know to do. <laughs> yeah they are good they are yeah. good and obviously because they have such a following you know people love them so what's um is is this Marvel or is this um the other one what's the other one um, not Marvel DC yes what's the one with because I've seen all of this and now I see ads for it the Zack Snyder oh the, Sna- uh, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League so is that Marvel or DC no it's DC okay yeah so yeah that's gonna be interesting I'm gonna watch it next week that's what I don't quite understand like I understand he left for like you know family tragedy and then and then so someone else took over Joss Whedon who actually did the Avengers movies the first two Avengers movies yeah yeah so so is it just the same movie but he's just like cutting it together different or they did they I think they did some reshoots and okay. then they also recut it together. So I think um, Justice League, yeah, the first one that in the end was directed primarily by Joss Whedon. Right. Um, I think it's like two hours, maybe two and a half hours, something like that, like in that mm-hmm. runtime somewhere. And this one is like four hours. It has like chapters and intermission, <sighs> I think. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, totally fair. If you're not invested, then you're not invested. Yeah. I just thought I, it was interesting. I had seen that that yeah. was coming out. I'm like, oh, wow. I love DC and I've always been like a DC like comics fan like Batman yeah. and um you know Nightwing and like these are like my favorite characters for like 20 years. Yeah. And the <laughs> fact that DC in my opinion 
cannot get it together in the same way really yeah like, that my heart yeah you're like, right I'm surprised they're even like being like okay yeah uh, a couple more million dollars sure no like we're talking like big money I know they're spending for this again. HBO Max Zack Snyder cut so we'll see I will report back to the podcast okay good good we can discuss will, it yeah I will be getting it so and you will have Ugh. lots of thoughts plenty yeah. of thoughts I always, it, I always so. have opinions and thoughts we've been new yeah <laughs> so what's your oh, last boy. thing my last thing well until like this morning I wasn't sure if I was gonna have a last thing like a fifth <laughs> thing um and then some good news came my way so Ooh. it is official that you will not be the only homeowner oh. on this podcast other than like Shannon, Shannon home who's too, an adult a new time. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we are now fully yeah. adults because yeah. we're new homeowners home, new homeowners yeah. so yeah <gasps> Congratulations. That's so Thank exciting. You. Thank so you got you. your news this morning. Yes. Yeah. So everything is official and, you know, now it's just signing the paper and giving them my money and all that. <laughs> all the fun, fun stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Who knew the biggest purchase of your life, you know, is yeah. like such a, you know, so hard. Why is it so yeah. hard? Just take my money. <laughs> just take, <laughs> just my take money. it. Just take it. So yeah. That's so, so that's exciting. very exciting. So you and Kitty will be moving out. Yes, my little my little roommate will be there with me. Do you I'm happen to know there. like ish possession? Like um, probably as far as I know, probably like mid April. Okay, it's about a month or so. About. That's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. So ooh, I'm so crazy. happy that you finally heard. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because <laughs> yeah. I know I mentioned it to you. I'm like I'm still waiting to hear on some stuff. But yeah. Ooh, I know that's I found so out I was on my lunch break and I called my mom I'm like ah. <laughs> it's just so exciting so, yeah well and I I hadn't really been you know talking like I I had told a few people but I you know it's just one of those you things don't want to jinx don't wanna, it your, exactly yeah. and you don't want to let yourself get too excited yeah because just in case anything were to happen yeah um but now I, I feel like I can actually allow myself to be excited to shout it from the rooftops and this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, what if this is the biggest jinx of all? <laughs> like just somehow yeah. something. I refuse to believe it'll only be good things. <laughs> no, knock on wood. Yeah. So yeah. there's, there's real wood right beside me. So <laughs> knocking on yeah. it. There you go. Um, yeah. So look at us go. Oh, that's what exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. That's scary. That's so and like, maybe one day you'll be able I'll be able, we'll be able to do like housewarming parties. parties. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's what I was telling my mom. I was like, I just can't wait to like, till I'm allowed to like, just have my friends over to just like come over, you know, (laughs) just to to see it. Like, that'll be incredible. It'll be an exciting first day. Yeah. But yeah. What a year. (laughs) It's like, it's like exciting things are happening and hopeful things are around the corner Mm -hmm. and like all those little good news things that you get, be they big yeah. good news things or smaller good news things. It's just, it's such like a buoy when it feels like it's been so heavy for so long, I right? Know. I know. Yeah. But oh, Ooh, that's so exciting. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Ah, it's crazy. My thing is so like, well, that was exciting. We I should have made you go first. You. Yeah. <laughs> so my thing that's brought me joy, my final thing is music Mm. so like I sort of like obviously we all listen to music sometimes in the foreground sometimes just in the background um you know whatever it is um I was getting into podcasts pretty hardcore so I wasn't listening to as much music um but over the last few months and like so 
it's been a bit of a journey. So Taylor Swift's albums last year, Folklore mm-hmm. and Evermore, they, I loved them both. It was very right. just like a sort of relaxed Taylor Swift um, in terms of like, just, they were such concept albums in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And they flowed so nicely together. And um, a friend of mine was like, well, you're like super, you're super into it. So like, I'm going to recommend an artist for you. And so this artist came to me uh, through a like a cover song of Unchained Melody. So like, okay. I love that song. It's such a beautiful song. And so he performs the song Unchained Melody as the Unrighteous Brothers with a gentleman called Paul Cawthon. And his name, the guy whom I love, is Orville Peck. So Ooh, Orville Peck is a okay. artist who does not show his face. So like a bit Sia. A mystery. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like a super mystery. I haven't like super looked into it. <laughs> um, but he has two albums out. Uh, one's called Pony and one's called Show Pony. And um, yeah. And the song that I love the most from his album Pony is Nothing Fades Like the Light. It's so, so good. Mm-hmm. And then on Show Pony, he has a song with Shania Twain. Hello. <gasps> really? The Return of Shania Twain, yes, love that. called Legends Never Die. And he also, um, so like, obviously, because I can't do anything halfway, I got deep into an <laughs> Orville Peck uh, YouTube rabbit hole. Of course. Um, so I watched him do a number of covers, mostly from female artists, actually. So he did like a Whitney Houston cover. He did Jolene by the perfect Dolly Parton. Love that. Love that um, song. Yeah. He did Fancy by Reba McIntyre, which is actually like an extra on his show pony. Like <laughs> it's like he's amazing. His voice is amazing. So yeah. strong, so full, so great. Um, so I would absolutely recommend him. And then nice. listening to him and sort of his like country vibe, which is not necessarily my vibe always. I'm right. not a huge country person. But it got me like loving Trixie Mattel again because I yeah. always love Trixie <laughs> Mattel. But I was listening to records yesterday because I just got Overall Peck's uh, Show Pony. Um, so I was listening to that album. And then I was like, you know what's a good chaser for this album? A little Trixie, Trixie Mattel. Mattel. Yeah. Her Two Birds album. It's quite the chaser. Like, I love the Two Birds album. So then I got into that and it was just, it was a whole, it was a whole vibe. There you go. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I'll music. Check music. Yeah. That's a good thing I didn't think of too. I just I listen to music so often that it's just like, oh yeah, you know, brings you yeah. joy, but you just don't think of it because you're like, no, well, it's, it's just it's just there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice one. I like that one. Yeah. So that's our joys. Those are like, our joys. Which were all highs, no lows. Gotta no love lows. it. <laughs> Varying degrees <laughs> of excitement. Yeah, uh, we should have ended on you being a homeowner. <laughs> Sorry, but you're a ho- well, both of us. You know, it's exciting for <laughs> like both. You got of your us. you got joys. your news today. That's so yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah. Marked news. on this podcast forever in history. There you go. So <laughs> finger, fingers crossed, nothing. You know, the world doesn't implode or yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Who knows? No more pandemics. <laughs> no more. Yeah. No more other. Oh, no, I stuff. can't wait. No, things are looking promising, and you know, vaccines are rolling out and. It'll be there's good. A, there's reason for hope and joy. Yeah, yes. absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So before we leave you all, and thank you all for joining us, obviously, reading, watching, listening. Oh, shoot. I didn't even... <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it took me long enough to figure out my five joys where I totally forgot about the reading, watching, listening too. Oh, geez. 
Well, I am reading. I had mentioned it on um, Book Buzz. Let's see. Oh, good. I do still have it written down. Phew. Um, cute little, I showed it on Book Buzz. It's this cute little like pocket sized book. Um, it's called Live Green, 52 Steps for a, Mo- a More Sustainable Life by Jen Chillingsworth. Oh. And it's just super cute. It just gives you like a ton of different tips of like, um, you know, because you can you can think you're like the most sustainably like, you know, sustainable person. You're doing the best things that you can. Um, yeah. But there's always more that you can do. And like, for improvement, little stuff that you wouldn't even think of, like, um, you know, those little scrubby brushes that you use to like wash your dishes with like, oh, yeah. the little nylon bristles. What happens when those bristles fall out? They fall out. They go down the drain into the oceans and then they affect marine wildlife. Oh, like, just, you never I never even of thought that. of that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. You never think of it. Or just like, there's like things called, was it VOCs, like volatile organic compounds or so- something like that, which in, are in paint and that causes indoor pollution. I didn't know indoor pollution was a thing, apparently. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they evaporate and they release into the air and then you breathe it, breathe it in. And apparently they're not that good for you. So just little, yeah. So they have like, there's like chalk paint. Like I know chalk paint is really popular for like furniture and stuff when people kind of refurbish things. Um, So yeah, just like little stuff like that. And like, you know, just like little little did you knows and what could you do? Yeah. And it's just interesting to read through because it's super easy like to read through. um, And it's so small that it's just so cute. And it's, it's just like got little cute little um, like sayings in it or little tips that she has. The one I, I mentioned on Book Buzz again, um, but it was on one of the first few pages, but I don't know, it really spoke to me, but it was less buying, more doing, less wanting, more enjoying, which Aww. I don't know, that kind of stuck. And it sort of goes with like, you know, your little finding joys, right? Yeah, exactly. Just so, more enjoying, Yeah, you know, enjoy what you have. Be happy so, in the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's my Aww. little, my little reading. What are you watching? Oh, uh, besides um, Attack on Titan, just Attack on Titan. <laughs> uh, what are we watching? Attack on Titan. I've just kind of been watching, you know, the usual, like my rotation of podcasts, if they have like a video format of it too. Okay. Kind of rotate through there. Um, the H3 podcast, that's always good. I enjoy that one quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I haven't really been watching a whole bunch. I feel like I've been really busy the last like few days. Yeah. But I really, I really haven't been. But- <laughs> I just, I feel but like it feels like I it. turn the TV on. Actually, you know what? My mom and I, we have been watching, um, I think it's three episodes. They're all about like an hour long, but the last one is like an hour and a half or an hour and 10 minutes. Um, Murder Among the Mormons or some title. Oh, yes, on Netflix. On Netflix? Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, <laughs> we're like halfway done the last uh, episode, but it is very interesting. Oh, see, I started it and then I was like, I don't know that this is my vibe. And then I didn't I think liked, so either crime. until like you, when you get to the end of the second episode, you're kind of like, oh, it's flying. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, wow. <laughs> so basically this like um, it happened in Salt Lake City. There were like bombings that were related to people who were buying um, Mormon, like old Mormon documents and like okay. selling them and stuff like reselling them. And there was this, and people got bombed and killed who were in that field. And then they were trying to figure out who did it. And there was this one guy who also got bombed, but he survived, who always somehow just found these like 200 year old, um, like Mormon documents written by like, you know, the person who Joseph Smith. Yes. I don't know a ton about Mormon, Mormon religion, but yeah. 
And I also didn't know Mormonism is only like 200 years old. Yeah, it's a young like, religion. That's the weirdest thing to me. And yeah. for such a popular one too, I'm like, wow. Yeah. You just don't think of it. But <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's very interesting. If you like true crime, if, you like, if you're interested in religion, religion yeah. or even if you're not, it's still, <laughs> still pretty interesting. <laughs> Either way, I would recommend it. And it's nice. three episodes, so it's kind of easy to consume. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Anything you want to highlight for listening? Um, what am I listening to? I did mention it on BookBuzz too, because when I was, um, at the time I was listening and watching through all their stuff, but it's the, um, Hey Babe podcast, which is presented by, um, Chris Stefano and Va- uh, Sal Volcano, who are two comedians who live in, um, New York. The one Sal, he has had like an MTV show, the Impractical Jokers, like for, it's been on for like seasons. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so they're friends and they just do like a podcast, you know, they're two comedians. They just tell stories about their lives. And um, I actually saw them because a clip of theirs went viral on TikTok, which is like so silly. But I, <laughs> I searched their podcast. I'm like, oh, they seem like funny guys. I wanted. Is it the know. Tupperware one? Yes, <laughs> the Tupperware. <laughs> yes. But what's funny is because a different podcast that I listened to, which is also two comedians who live in New York, they're all friends. So oh. I had listened to the one guy, Chris Stefano. He had been on their podcast before. I'm like, wow, that guy's funny. And then, so this is their podcast. So I, I was like, oh, I, I kind of know him. So I'm good to listen. Like, <laughs> yeah. yes, the stupid Tupperware. Say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it again? Yeah. <laughs> and I love it because they just call each other babe all the time. Like, it's hilarious. They're oh. so, they are quite funny. Because I was like, that clip, who knows? Maybe it's an anomaly. Yeah. They are funny. They're hilarious. Oh, nice. oh I yeah. should look into that one too. Yeah, it's just funny. Like it's even if you just put it on the background, you'll hear just little like quick quips and you'll be like, this was worth it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they are quite funny. I love that. Yeah, it was the Tupperware. (laughs) (laughs) And if yeah, because our listeners who maybe don't if you know, you know. uh, Yeah. (laughs) We can't really explain it more than that. (laughs) He he thought he thought Tupperware was spelt with bees because they're in the shape of a tub. Yeah essentially and and it's he got called out for it. It. it is yeah. it's not funny if you have to explain the joke <laughs> even if you just click google like yeah uh, hey babe tupperware yeah the, the, the minute clip will come up i guarantee <laughs> yeah 100 <laughs> so a uh, book that i just finished reading last night actually a 600 page book uh, Ooh, from jennifer al armantrout who i read and have read probably for 15 years um Mm. so it's called from blood and ash and her it's a series first in a trilogy again the series is called from blood and ash and then so the second one is already out I actually still I already own it and then the third (laughs) one comes out um I think in April um so not terribly long of a wait really good um, are they all like around the same size like 600 no she typically writes like a regular um you know young adult novel 350 yeah. pages something like that um these are not young adult novels they have okay. uh suggestions of a lot of things that perhaps are not young adult <laughs> exactly um Fair i would call them new adults but we would probably put them in the adult section i don't yeah, know if we have sure. them at the library yet um but really really good paranormal um world building like it's a fantasy um it's just, it's really, really good. So if you're a fan of like Sarah J. Mass or someone like that, I would definitely recommend getting into Jennifer L. Armentrout just cool. in general, but this series yeah. specifically. Um, I'm watching two things that are like really diametrically opposed. 
um, as I do. So I am obsessed with Kim Possible on Disney Plus. (gasps) Okay. Wait, like the remake? (laughs) No, 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 no. The original. I've been watching the cartoon. Okay, thank God. Okay. (laughs) Loving it. And I'm on the, like, I have only the last two episodes left, the graduation day episodes. And I haven't seen it since it was like new. Since it aired. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like saving them because I'm like, because then it's done. Like, then no more Kim oh, Possible. Isn't that crazy? How many episodes um, are there for Kim Possible? There's four seasons and two okay. movies. And they don't oh, wow. have, um, they have one of the movies as part of a season in Disney Plus, which gotcha. I, because I went to look for that movie and I was like, oh, they're not there. And then they're part of the thing season three. And then they have another movie, um, so not the drama or something uh, mm. on there too. So Kim Possible, love Kim Possible. But then also Great I've been watching Allen versus Pharaoh on Crave, which is about is. Woody Allen and Mia Pharaoh. Oh. Yes. Um, in the early nineties, um, Woody Allen was accused of molesting his daughter, his adopted daughter mm-hmm. with Mia Farrow and sort of the fallout of like what happened in the early nineties. And then sort of, it has Dylan, like Dylan Farrow is part of this documentary. So she's telling sort of her side of, of things and she's an adult woman now. Is that the one, was, did it come out? On, is it the HBO yeah. So it's okay, four yeah. episodes. It. Yeah. Um, I'm watching it. I just finished watching the fourth episode mm. yesterday on Crave. It's very interesting for just like multiple reasons, whether you yeah. believe uh, Woody Allen, whether you believe Dylan Farrow um, or Mia Farrow, whomever. Um, but it's also what happens when someone is powerful and what happens when the media hears a particular story and and maybe it's not the story that is the story, but it becomes a story. And right. so just, it's a good examination of it from multiple sides. Um, there's no one really from Woody Allen's side that participated in the documentary. It mm-hmm. alleged to have, have offered them the invitation, but were, were turned down for whatever reasons. Um, but it is very, very interesting. And I think particularly now when you talk about, um, you know, different things, violence against women and um, you know, sexual harassment, sexual abuse, and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So I think you have to listen from multiple perspectives and really understand that it's 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 a problem. Like it's a nuanced oh, issue. Yeah. And I think that it's a good thing that different parts are getting highlighted and and hopefully as a society we can work to figure out how to not have, you know, such prevalent yeah. issues. But yeah, um, really, really an interesting watch and it gets you thinking about a lot of of other things for sure I heard it was quite good yeah HBO always does like such good I love their documentaries yeah <laughs> like they're didn't they do good. the Britney Spears one too I don't know if they did the Britney Spears one but it is on Crave oh okay so I'm not sure I haven't or, watched that one was that or maybe I think the Britney one was the New York was it New York Times maybe did a maybe that was it I can't I'm, remember I'm not 100% sure but very well informed yeah <laughs> so, so and like not everything obviously everyone tells a story from their perspective right so like when you watch documentaries or documentary series I mean the directors there are writers there are producers like they are telling a particular story in a narrative so it's just something to keep in mind when you're watching Mm -hmm. any documentary it's it's very good point yeah yeah so it's just it's interesting um and then I will say to like round us off with something sort of nice yes yeah um (laughs) yeah a little less uh, deep, perhaps. Um, so I listened to this podcast called The Watch, which is um, in the same sort of 
family of podcasts is like my favorite, the Rewatchables. And the mm-hmm. Rewatchables haven't done one that I was like super excited about in a while. So anyways, mm-hmm. I switched over to Too The bad. Watch. And it's hosted by Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald, who are um, writers primarily. Um, but they had their February 18th episode. They interviewed Ethan Hawke. And apparently I've had a crush on Ethan Hawke this whole time, <laughs> like for like 25 years. Um, and it's really just really coming to the forefront in the last little while. And he was so engaged in the conversation and so just like gracious with his time and so thoughtful in his responses. Like what a, an amazing conversationalist, like just as yeah. in terms of like, you know, nothing felt like they were trying to pull something out of him. Like he See, was present And that always in makes the, the interview like so much more better, like so oh, much better yeah. too. Cause then you're like, oh wow, it's just actually like comfortable and they're, yeah, and they're just talking and, and yeah. Yeah. Nothing's forced. No. So yeah. I just, I loved it. And so I would recommend it. They nice. got into some deep dives in WandaVision in case anyone is out there, <laughs> there interested. So yeah. So the watch with uh, Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald and that's how. Sweet. there you go a little bit of happiness there at the end as well (laughs) to to round out our five things of joy yeah (laughs) not so much our reading watching listening to no um so we'll be back in a couple weeks time Mm -hmm. so we'll see you guys then until next time bye guys bye bye everyone